Let's give it up for all the moms in here. Come on, we can do better than that. We're so thankful for mothers. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms that are out there and to all the moms that are watching online. We, we say welcome to church and happy Mother's Day to you. And uh, we're excited to have you in church today. My name is TJ. I'm one of the pastors here. And man, it's, it's a great day to celebrate moms, isn't it? I mean, we are all here and present because of moms. Uh, I had a dad that, that came up to me. He said, you know, we should really be celebrating dads because I made her a mother. And I was like, no, she couldn't chose any guy to do that. So like, <laughs> it's a good response right there, isn't it? But anyways, uh, we're, we're thankful for moms. And uh, but before we kind of dive into today, uh, I just want to say this. Governor DeSantis came out with some, some news this week about mask mandates in Florida and uh, and so we've been in constant contact with our local municipalities and our, our local mayor and some of the, some of the people that are, represent our city here. And we know that a lot of people have texted us and said, hey, what, what is the church gonna do moving forward from here you, as it concerns the mask? Because right now we've asked you to, to participate in mask wearing uh, just, just so that we can make sure that, that people that are far from God or that are a little unsure about church feel safe coming here. And so... With based on what has happened, and let me just say this, everybody's got an opinion about this. This is one thing I've learned about this season. Everybody has an opinion right now, but the one thing about church is we're not about opinions, we're about people. And so we gotta keep the mindset of we're not about opinions, we're about people. And we've said all along, we wanna make it hard for people to go to hell by making it easy for them to go to church so they can experience, so they can know, and so they can follow Jesus. And so based on that, here is what we are doing starting next weekend. And, and this impacts you guys probably more than, than all the other services. So starting next weekend, our 615 Saturday night service, our 1015 service and our 11.30 service on Sunday morning are mask optional services. So if you wanna wear a mask, you can wear a mask. If you don't wanna wear a mask, you don't have to wear a mask in those services. The 9 a.m. service, which is the service you attend, is a mask-required service. The reason we're doing a mask-required service is because there are people that have uh, uh, compromised immune systems, have some health issues that still want to attend church, but wanna make sure that we're creating the safest environment. And so this service, unfortunately for you guys, is also our least attended service sorry, uh, it gets that service. And so we want you to know that if you don't wanna wear a mask next week, we got three other services for you to attend. And uh, if you do wanna wear a mask, we have a great service at 9 a.m. that you can participate in. And so we're trying to make it hard for people to go to hell by making it easy for them to go to church. So we're creating spaces and places for all groups of people. So all of you that are online, there will be a service for you that is completely safe and sanitized, mask required. We'd love to see you back at church next week. And I think we cover every single person in that and we provide a space and a place for them. And so I appreciate uh, you understanding where we're coming from and participating in that and creating places for people to experience, know, and follow Jesus in life. So, okay, on to the message. Now that we've gone through all of that, uh, I, I actually had three messages prepared for this weekend, and I thought that I would share all three of them with you. So we're gonna be here for about two hours every service. Uh, actually, we're not, we're not. Uh, I, I, I had a traditional Mother's Day message, but I, I remembered this mom one time told me, she goes, man, I spent all this time getting my family to finally come to church, and you talked about how great I am. They already know that. 
I was like, true that. So we're not going to do a traditional Mother's Day message, even though I got one of those prepared. I had something else on my heart, but there was something that just kept popping through this week that I couldn't shake. And, and it's probably because it's one of my favorite subjects to talk about. And it's, it's all about purpose. And I was thinking about purpose this week and how every single person in life has a purpose. And I believe that that purpose is an incredible adventure. In fact, I think that adventure and purpose go hand in hand. And there is a lie today that is out there in culture and in society that there are a lot of people that you can live a purposeless life. And I just want you to know, God created you and designed you on purpose and for a purpose and with a purpose in life. Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them, which means that, that God in all of his masterful thinking and all of his extraordinary thought process. He was thinking about you before you were ever formed, before you were ever born, and he created you to do something in life. He created you with an intentionality to do some good works with your life, which tells me that you were created on purpose and with a purpose and for a purpose. Like, you gotta think about that, the mindset that God had when he was thinking about the, the uniqueness of your life. He was thinking about your gifts and your abilities and your personality when he was creating you for what he created created you for. Like you're not here to walk this earth and just suck the wind off of it and exist. He actually has you here for a purpose. It goes so that we would walk. So God created us with a purpose, but then he enabled us to actually fulfill that purpose in life. He equipped us with the ability to move forward, with the ability to adventure out into the purpose that he has for us. In fact, this week I, I looked up the word adventure because I do believe that purpose and adventure go hand in hand. And it says this, this is the definition of adventure, to engage in hazardous and exciting activity. How many of y'all, that excites? That's like, that's like right up your boat. Uh, Nick, I know that you, your hands should be up right there. I've seen you doing backflips. Okay, perfect. Uh, especially the exploration of the unknown territory. Like, isn't that part of the thing about pursuing purpose is that you adventure out into the unknown territory. Now, when we think about that from, not, not a lot of hands went up when I said how many people are like, that excites them. There's like 13 of you. Which tells me from a natural standpoint, adventure scares the majority of us. Like, there is something about adventure, about going out into the unknown that is, that is a, little bit, a little bit outside of yourself. And so for a lot of us, what we do is we not only do that in our physical lives, but we do that in our spiritual lives as well. We don't, we don't venture out into the unknown, which is a place that we don't know, but which God is in the middle of because God has known all about it all along. And some of us are missing out on the most amazing God opportunities because we like staying in our comfort zones rather than getting into God's adventure for our lives. And, and here's what I know about all of us. We, we all like comfortable places. We all, we all love, I, in fact, I would submit to you that everybody at some place in your home, you have that spot in your house that is your spot that you sit down in, that like your butt print is ingrained in it because you sit there all the time. Like that's your seat on the couch. That's your chair in the house. That's your lounger because that's your spot. It's your comfortable place. It's like they designed that spot with your butt in mind. And when you just sit down, you're like, oh man, that's, that just feels good. 
Like this is my spot here at the church. It's got a, a preacher pillow on it. It's a great day in case you were one. For all of you that are watching online, that's, that's a picture of preacher right there. So in our offices, this is where I sit. This is my, my comfortable spot. And I think a lot of us, we venture into life and we find a comfortable spot. It's like when, when I go to the mall in Boca Mall all the time, I, I used to love to go to like the Sharper Image Brookstone store. Do you guys all remember Sharper Image Brookstone stores? They'd always have those like uh, massage chairs in there and you would go sit down in that massage chair and you'd put it on some settings and all of a sudden it'd be like, oh, that's hitting a good spot right there. You know, you're supposed to sit in it for like two minutes. I'd be in there for like a half hour. Some like, little kid would be waiting here. He'd like want to sit in the chair. I'd be like, boy, you need to go find another time because this, this old man right here, he's found his spots. No, I'm not buying this, but I like this spot, right? <laughs> Why? Because we all love comfort. But how many of you know that comfort and calling don't go hand in hand? Like purpose and calling are on exact opposite ends of the spectrum. And so my question for you is, is, are you choosing calling or are you choosing comfort? Are you choosing the adventure that God has designed for you? Or are you choosing to just stay in the mediocre, the mundane, the ordinary, the settle for this is good enough kind of life? And listen, I don't know what your comfort zone is. All of us have different comfort zones in our life that we run to and we chill in. But here's what I know about God. God wants to challenge your comfort zone mentality. It could be in your career. Maybe you've settled into a job, a just over broke, and he's got a calling on your life to do something greater. And it's time for you to make a change. Maybe for some of you, it's, it's you've, been, you've been sitting back and you're so scared to ask that person out. Why? Because you're comfortable where you are, but you know that you're supposed to take that step and adventure into a new relationship. For others of you, maybe it's time for you to, to step out of where you are and go back to school and get that education that you never finished. For others of you, it could be trusting God with your finances and say, man, I, I've trusted you in a lot of areas of my life, but I'm gonna venture out and say, God, I'm not gonna make you Lord of some, I'm gonna make you Lord of all. Could be starting a family. After all, it's Mother's Day, right? But here's what I know is anytime you wanna move from your comfort zone, it is always a battle. It's a battle with yourself, it's a battle with people, it's a battle with, with uh, the, the world as we know it. And here's what I know, very seldom does God give victories to people that never go to battle. And a lot of us are wanting a victorious life uh, sitting and lounging in our comfort zones and God is calling us to something so much more about that. Think about it when it comes to your prayer life. Most of our prayers are God, whatever situation or whatever battle I'm in, God, will you teleport me right here to my chair? Right? That's our prayer. Like God, God, pick me up from my battle and put me in my comfort. Luckily, this is a sturdy chair. <laughs> but that's what our prayer life is. And, and the Apostle Paul would say, no, 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 no. you got to understand that we're not supposed to be running from our battles. We're supposed to be running into them. That's why he said in Philippians chapter 3, I press on. Yeah. 
Not I run back to my comfort. I press on to reach the end of the race. Which means that every single one of us is in a race and there is a prize at the end and it's a heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling you. He's not calling you to comfort. He's calling you to battles because he's got a purpose and he's got intentionality in your life. And you can't press on if you're leaning back. You can't move forward if you're lounging here in your chair just chilling out. And so my question for you today, church, is this, is what is your comfort zone? What is the place that you run to, that you chill in, that you relax in? Because here's what I know is if you don't recognize and identify that thing, it's going to keep you stuck in it for a very, very long time. Because here's the dilemma of not knowing your comfort zone. If you don't know what your comfort zone is, you'll just keep on living the same place, doing the same things, thinking you're making progress in life. And here's what I know is running on a treadmill does not advance you down the road. And a lot of us, we're churning, but we're churning in comfort. And we're wondering why our situation, our life, our finances, our marriage, our children are not changing and transforming. It's because we've gotten comfortable and God is calling us to move forward in life. In fact, let me ask you this. How many of you guys enjoy vacations? How many of you guys like vacations? Okay, majority of you like vacations. How many of you guys are planning your next vacation right now? Come on, planning your next vacation. Okay, the majority of you. Let me just say this. Don't live a life that you're constantly wanting to escape from. Why? Because if you're constantly wanting to escape your life, you know what you're living in? You're living in comfort. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it's bad to plan a vacation. We're planning a vacation right now, too. <laughs> like, we missed our 20th anniversary last year. We had a great, great 20th anniversary plan. Corona hit, and we stayed at home. Anybody else have that experience? And so, so we're planning a vacation right now. We're like, where can we go? Because you can't travel international. We're like, we'll stay somewhere in the States. We're going to Hawaii. And so we're planning for Hawaii right now. We're thinking about Hawaii. We're, we're dreaming about Hawaii. We're taking out the, the pictures on Pinterest of all the lists of where to go and where to go shopping and what beaches to go to and what golf courses to play while we're there in Hawaii. But how many of you know that I can do all of those things, but I will never experience Hawaii if all I do is look at the pictures? If all I do is hold the brochure at some point, I've got to go online and I've got to pick a date of departure and a, a, a place of destination of where I'm going and go, you know what? At some point, I'm gonna get on a plane and I am going to leave my current situation to experience the fullness of Hawaii. How many of you guys have used Google Maps? Google Maps, you try to get somewhere, you can't. Nobody, nobody uses MapQuest anymore, nobody uses folding maps. I don't even know if they sell them anymore. But, but in order for that map to work, what do you have to do? You have to put a point of, of deportation and a point of destination. Because if you just have a destination, you know where you're gonna end up, but you don't know where you're leaving from. And the only way you're gonna get direction is if you know where you're leaving from. And some of us, we have to identify the place we currently are in so that we can start to move forward to the place God wants us to be. So where and what am I leaving and what am I going towards? Paul says it like this in Hebrews chapter 12, verse one. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses 
to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Like God has set a race for us to run. He set a place for us to run. And for a lot of us, there are, we have got to get up out of the chair. But there are some things that are holding us back from moving forward in a race. He said there are some things that are, are slowing us down. There are some weights that are slowing us down. For some of us, it's our priorities in life. What we say yes to and what we say no to. Because the moment you say yes to this, you're saying no to this over here. And so we've got to evaluate the decisions that we're making in life. Uh, another thing that is big that is out there is distractions. A lot of us are getting distracted by things that don't really matter in life, that are keeping us from moving forward in our purpose, moving out of our comfort zones and into the things that God has for our lives. There's so many things that are out there that are distracting. The other day, I was, I was riding down the road in my truck, and, and all of a sudden, I was listening to some, some like 90s music, because I'm a product of the 80s and 90s, and uh, a, a song came on the radio, and I drive, I, I drive a big old Tundra, lifted with some, some bigger tires on it. I, I'm a cowboy redneck, but I heard, regulators, mount up. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the street trying to get some moon. You know, I just started... I started I went gangster. I went back to like 1997. My seat leaned back. All you could see was the top of my bald head on my hand. I was, I was swerving. You know what I'm saying? Like I was back in the day in that moment. The problem was is because I was doing all this, I was swerving all over the road. People are pulling up next to me like, what? You know, throwing their hands off. I'm like, oh, you want to go? You want to go? Let's go. You know, it's like I just, I just got my moments. Got distracted. Running some people off the road. Listen, I was distracted by something in my past that was causing a disturbance in my present that was gonna mess up my future. Some of us, we're allowing some things in our past to continue to impact our present, which is ruining our future. And some of us need to begin to recognize the distractions that are there in, in our lives. And listen, everybody always wants to blame the devil for their situation. I, I get it, man. I was, in, I was in a tire shop one time and Judge Judy was on and this lady got up and she just said, man, Judge, the devil just be so busy. I was like, man, the devil didn't do that. Everybody wants to blame the devil on decisions that they made to stay comfortable Oh, he's getting real. 9 a.m. online. It's getting real. You're, you're squirming in your chair right now because you've been blaming the devil all day long. It's the devil's fault. No, no, no. That's your fault. You spent the money. God provided and you got your nails did. If I have another person come in and go, man, I'm so broke, but you're bro driving a brand new Mercedes. That's your distraction. The devil ain't tripping on you. You tripping you. Huge one, I think, are your relationships. In fact, my mom always used to tell me, man, TJ, choose your relationships wisely. Why? Because you're going to be a byproduct of the five closest friends. Look at your relational world. You don't like where they're at? That's going to be you in five years. 
Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Listen, you get the option of choosing your friend. Listen, you're stuck with your family. We get that. But your friendships, you get to choose. Choose wisely. So there are some things that are out there. He also says the sin that so easily trips us up. I think one of the things that trips us up are habits, our addictions, our vices in life. Some of us, we've been having the same problem over and over again, and we're thinking, man, when is it going to change? When you change. It's time to break that addiction. It's time to get real and get some help in that area of your life. I know this is old school preaching here, but the world tells you do whatever feels good, and God says, no, 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 deny yourself and take up your cross every single day. It doesn't say go sit on your couch every day. It says deny yourself and take up your cross, and then what? Follow me. Which means we've got to move from the comforts and confines and go, God, I'm going to start to follow you to a destination of where you're trying to get me to. And it's not staying in my comfort zone. So many of us have gotten so content with our comfort zones. It's bad. It's a story in the Old Testament about Elijah, when he was calling Elisha to be uh, his helper who would eventually become the great prophet, it says this in 1 Kings chapter 19. It says, so Elijah went and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, plowing a field. There was 12 teams of oxen in the field, and Elisha was plowing with the 12 team. Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak across his shoulders and then walked away. So you got to understand that, that, that Elisha is living life, and he's doing good things. Listen, you can be doing good things and not the God thing. Like you could be running that business and being successful, but that it might actually be your comfort zone. Some business people need to hear that today. Like you were not created just to make a whole bunch of money. You were created for a purpose. You were created to make a difference. You were created to impact this world. Don't settle for good when God's got great for you. Moms, you're not just staying at home watching kids. No, 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 you're raising up a generation that's gonna change and transform the world. Like you're not doing a mundane job, you're doing the most important job on the face of the planet. You're raising up a generation that's gonna follow God all the days of their life and it's gonna impact generations to come. Don't discount what's going down. It says, Elisha left the oxen standing there and ran after Elijah and said to him, first let me go and kiss my father and mother goodbye and then I will go with you. Elijah replied, go on back, but think about what I've done to you. So Elijah returned to his oxen and slaughtered them. He used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. He passed around the meat to the townspeople and they all ate and then they went with Elijah as his assistant. So here's the deal. He gets excited about his calling. Man, he's like, man, this is awesome. He runs after Elijah and, and he's like, man, I know what God wants me to do. But then he goes back to his situation or I would say he goes back to his comfort and he does something that absolutely blows my mind. He takes what has been his comfort in life and he says, man, I don't ever wanna live in comfort. I wanna live in my calling. He breaks it down. He slaughters the animals. He burns it all up so he'll never return to his comfortable place. He's basically saying, man, I'm never returning to this way 
of living. Then what does he do? He turns around and he runs to catch up to his purpose. And I believe that it's time for some of us to destroy our comfort to run to catch up to our purpose. You know, we talked a little bit about Facebook last week. I remember when Facebook first came out and uh, the big deal about Facebook was the relationship status, like what was going on. And so what you would see uh, people's posts is, is that you would just see a person post a picture of them by themselves. And, and you knew at that moment that that was a single person. And then over a little bit of time, you start to see them post pictures with other people. And all of a sudden they'd be, they, their relationship status was like, they were in a relationship. And then then like they would just stop posting for a little bit. And and like all of a sudden it's, a, it's complicated would pop, pop back up on their status. And then all of a sudden you start to see single pictures of them again. Why? Because all of a sudden they were single again. And I think that that kind of mentality that people had on Facebook is how they approach their purpose in life and their, and their relationship with God in life. And let me just tell you something. You've got to stop dating your purpose and start marrying it. It's time for some of us to stop repeating the cycle of going, man, I wanna go live this. Oh, no, 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 I don't. And here's what happens. Because we keep running back to our situation, what we do is because we've been in this spot so long, it starts stinking, but we don't think it stinks because we're for breezing it. You're like, my, my situation doesn't stink. So you don't even know how bad it stinks because you've been sitting in it so long, you've just become acclimated to it. This section is smelling really good right here because it's kind of downwind. It's time for some of us to stop covering up our comfort with the facade and the looks and the Febreze because this is a temporary solution to your problem. You still stink. You just smell like game for 10 minutes. You think you're making progress, but you ain't gaining. Psalm 139, verse 23 says this. says, search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. He says, search me. When's the last time that you got real with God and you say, God, would you search me? And would you know the depths of my heart? Would you begin to test, test me? And know the anxiety and the, like, because there's a reason I'm staying in comfort. It's because I'm fearful and I'm overwhelmed and, but I need you to start to test me. And then what I need you to do is I need you to start pointing some things out. Maybe the things that I don't see in my life that you very well see so that you can lead me into the purpose, into the destiny, into the calling that you have for my life. And listen, I don't, I don't know what your, your plow and your oxen is, your comfort zone. I don't know what this place is. It, 
But it's time for some of us to set it on fire. It's time for some of us to start to move forward. I've been around church a long time, so I, I, I was thinking this week about this song called I Surrender All. Do you guys, Danny, you guys, you've been around church long enough. JR, can you play, can you, Josh, can you, I tried to sing this last night, it was not good. So we're, I'm gonna ask Josh to come up and, and help me out here. I'm gonna give you some words. If you can play, can you, can you go gospel, I Surrender yeah. All for me? Oh. And I surrender all. Come on, sing it with me if you know it. And I surrender all, and all to Jesus I surrender, I surrender all. Okay, that, that's the version we sing. Now, right. now can, I give, can I give you the words of the version sure. that we live? Okay, yeah. you ready? Can, yeah. you, can you start playing again? Yeah. Okay, oh, let's go with I surrender some. I surrender some. I surrender some. I surrender just some. When I feel like it. When I feel like it. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender some. I surrender some. The first part is what God wants you to do. The second part is what we do. But here's what I've learned in life. What you don't surrender, you have the responsibility to maintain. Some of you are trying to maintain some things that you were never designed to maintain. You're trying to create some things in your life that... You can't create without surrender. You're trying to find peace and joy and patience and long-suffering and kindness and gentleness and goodness and self-control. The problem is, is those things aren't found in something that you create. Those things are found in a life that is fully surrendered to God. See, those things are fruits of the Spirit that come from the Spirit of God when we surrender to the heart of God. And for some of us, we've been trying to live in the comforts and confines of our life, thinking that we're gonna get all of these things that only come from a life that fully submits itself to God. And some of us, the reason we're not living out our purpose is because we have not surrendered. We just think, we, we, we live by the scripture, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Well, I'm just gonna resist the devil and he's gonna flee so I'm gonna have good things. But if you forget the beginning of that scripture, it says submit yourself to God. See, you can't have the second half without the first half. And a lot of us, we want the benefits without, without actually doing the application that we've gotta do. We've got to submit ourselves to God, which is surrendering our lives to him. So that when we resist the devil, when we resist the comforts of life, man, the comforts of life will begin to flee because we're submitted and surrendered to him. And we live in a day and an age where we want to control something and we want to control everything. Have you, ever, have you ever thought you were in control and realized you weren't in control at all? That's the epitome of being a husband in marriage. Come on, I'm preaching good right now. 
Hey, babe, where do you want to eat? Oh, you go ahead and choose. Man, I was thinking this steak place. Oh, I don't really want to eat there. Well, I thought I, thought I was. Oh, I'm not in control. Okay, so you want, you want multiple choice. I get it. It's Mother's Day. We'll give you multiple choice. But isn't that what a lot of us do with God? God, whatever you want. Well, I want you to go do this. Ah, I'd feel much more comfortable with one of these other But freedom, the life that you've always wanted, the adventure that you're locking and longing for is found in surrender. And this, listen, getting out of this chair, getting out of that place in your life, it's hard. I'm not saying this is easy. I'm not saying this is simple. I'm not saying that this won't cost you something. I remember December 2007. I remember when I heard the voice of God tell me, TJ, you need to go plant a church. And I thought to myself, God, You're smoking crack. I'm not going to plant a church. <laughs> put an addendum here. God does not smoke crack. Okay, I'm just, Shayla wanted me to put that out there. Why? Because we are living what we thought was our dream. I worked at the, what I believe is one of the greatest churches in America. Shayla and I just built our dream house. We had all of our family right around the surrounding area. Had opportunities to do all the things I loved. Had great authority with very little responsibility. And I remember surrendering to that call. I remember moving Shayla and I here in June of 2009, having sold everything we had and leaving everything we knew to come here with the dream that God had planted in our hearts. And I'd love to tell you it was rainbows and butterflies, but it was, it was hard as hell. It's hard. It's a grind. But I'll tell you this, it was worth it. It was worth it to see the thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people give their life to Christ. It was worth it to see us as a church give over a million dollars to local, national, and international missions. It's been worth it to watch thousands of people show up here every single weekend and see us begin to transform and impact a community for the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was, it was worth it because you're sitting here today. It's worth it for what God has in store for the future. 
And listen, I know that you don't understand everything that's gonna transpire when you get up out of this seat, and I, I promise you this, it will be a difficult road, but difficult roads often lead to beautiful destinations. It's time for some of us to get up off the difficult road and go, God, I'm, I'm gonna trust you and I'm gonna surrender to you and I'm gonna watch what you do with my life. And this Mother's Day, just like any other Sunday, God is putting out his call. And he's saying, will you surrender to my will, in my way, in my purpose for your life. Would you guys bow your heads and pray with me? God, I thank you that you're a God that from the very beginning of time created every single one of us with such intentionality and such purpose and that you didn't want any of us to just come and exist and suck the wind off this earth, but you put within our DNA a longing to fulfill what you created us to do. God, my prayer for us is that we would not settle for our comfort zones, that we wouldn't settle in the distractions and, and, and with the people and with the sins that have entangled us, but today we would make a choice not to continue to Febreze our life, but we would get up from the comforts of our life and we would go, man, I'm gonna burn those things and I'm gonna move forward into everything that you have for me, God, because I wanna surrender all to you. And maybe you're here today and you've, never made a decision to surrender all to God. And what that means is that, that over 2,000 years ago, God saw that we were in a comfortable place. We were in a place of our sin and our despair and our shame. And he said, man, I've gotta create a way where there is no way for them to move forward into relationship with me so they can fulfill that purpose. And what he did is he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to die a sinner's death that you and I could never accomplish on our own. And he rose three days later so that we could experience a purposeful life, the life of more abundance than what we've ever done. He said, man, if you'll receive my son, if you'll confess with your mouth and, and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, then I will save you and I'll, I'll reestablish relationship with you and I'll not only search you and test you and lead you and God, but I will be a part of your life forevermore. And maybe you're here and you've never made that decision or you haven't made that decision in a long time and you go, you know what, TJ, I need to surrender today. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you just slip your hand up at the count of three, I'd love to pray with you. One, two, three. One, two, three. Yes, four, five. Anybody else? I see your hands. Thank you. Six. Yes, ma'am, I see you over there. Thank you. And go ahead and put your hands down. If you just pray this prayer in your heart, say, God, God, I've been living in the comforts of my life, but God, today, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to pay the ultimate price so I had, didn't have to stay stuck in the chair of life, but God, that you have created me for so much more, and today, I choose to surrender all to you. God, I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that not only did you send your son to live on this earth a perfect life, but to die a sinner's death, the death that I deserved. I ask you to come into my heart, come into my life, take over, lead God and direct me, search me, and test me, and know my deepest and most inward parts. God, I ask you to be a part of my life. I surrender to you today. It's in Jesus' name that I pray.
Amen. Hey, can we give it up for everyone who just raised their hand in this room? Maybe you're watching online and you've made that decision. We, we want you to know we're so...